welcome back to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. I want you to be financially free, physically free, spiritually free, and emotionally free. Welcome back, everybody. I am here at your host, Kai Wilson, with a new guest today. Very beautiful guest, too. So today, our topic is going to uh, focus around retirement. And I think this is actually my first retirement episode. So I've, we've talked about retirement a little bit here and there through other episodes, but this one we are specifically going to discuss retirement, among other things. Uh, so my guest today is the beautiful, talented Avita Williams, Mrs. Avita Williams. Um, her title that we are going to use for her, it's a beautiful title. She is a finance and leadership educator. I've never heard a title sound that beautiful in finance before, but I love it. Thank you very much for coming, Avita. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming. And what would you like to say about yourself? What would you like to share? Well, first, I want to thank you, Kai, for having me. Um, it means a lot to be invited to Ready, Set, Free, because I have been definitely listening to your show for a long time now, and I'm just so excited to be here with you. Um Yes, so I am in finance and my title is finance and leadership educator. And the reason why that is a very important uh, title for me is because I lead in education. Everything that I do is surrounded by literacy and education from just my financial business to my audio engineering business to homeschooling my children. Education is all day long. Either I'm learning or I'm teaching someone else. So uh, what I focus on mainly is I teach people how money works. I teach them how it works, how to save, why are they saving money, the purpose of saving money. I teach people how to plan for their retirement, why they want to max out and have as much of a tax-free retirement as possible and how to get there. I teach people um, how to protect themselves, their family, their assets, low-risk investing, but on the leadership side, I mentor people and teach them how to become the leaders of their life. Because if you can lead your own life, then you be can become a leader for others because you each one teach one. So it's important if you want to be the top of your class, if you want to be a strong leader, you have to set the example first. So I really help people organize their life, organize their schedules, really organize what their goals are to reach um you know, whatever status or whatever it is they're trying to get out of life, you know, how do you get there? Well, you know what? You can't get there without a plan. So let's make a plan and let's walk it and let's do this. And I'm with them for as long as they want me to be until they're where they need to be at. Right. So that's what I do. Okay. But I want to go back because she went really quickly. She is, she does finance, Homeschool. What else did you say? Audio, Audio engineer. engineer. Um, that's like 12 jobs. <laughs> <laughs> she is super organized. I hope to get there one day. But um, yeah, she does all the stuff. So that homeschooling by itself, man. Parenting is one whole job. And then parenting and homeschooling is like three jobs. Yes. So, and then a spouse and then some other businesses. That's a lot. So congratulations. Thank I'm, you. I'm taking my notes this time. I'm going to learn some stuff. I'm surviving one moment at a time. <laughs> Me too. I'm with you there. All right. So where do you want to start? I'm going to let you kind of lead in retirement. Of course, I, I deal with retirement too, but that's not my sole focus. Um, 
I'm, I try to help get people at levels in all areas. So, um, yeah. So what what do you want to say? First of all, let's go over the definition of retirement. Let's start there. Like what everyone's everyone sees their retirement differently. Yes. My retirement doesn't look the same as yours. Yours does not look the same as my sister's. You know, everybody has a different opinion or vision of their retirement. So starting there, what what would you say? What does retirement look like today typically? Or what will it look like in the future? When you're helping people with retirement, what, what does that mean? Absolutely. Retirement is extremely individual. And that is why it's very hard that it does get clumped together like in the corporate world it gets clumped you know 401k you know 403b and it's you know pensions which are far in between now uh-huh. and it and it just kind of lays flat right there but your retirement really is a plan it's a plan for your future it's something that you have to think about what does it look like to you as an individual are you someone that is saying i don't want to work at all. And all I want to do is travel. Okay. Well, we need to plan for that. We need to plan. What does that look like? Is it you by yourself? Is it you with your spouse? Do you have children? What kind of assets do you have? What kind of business do you have? Are you an employee or do you have a business you're going to be able to be a true business owner and walk away from? Or are you self-employed and you're going to need to still continue to have your hands on? Um, Then you think about different travel programs and you start really growing and investing and stuff like that. Does your retirement look like, all right, I'm a nurse. And after a certain period of time, like I'm done, not doing this job anymore. (laughs) And I'm going to work for myself, Um, maybe pick up a trade or, you know, something I've always dreamed of doing or creating. So that's what it looks like for you. That's what retirement looks like for you. What age does that start? When do you want that? All right. Retirement is just really a number. It's a financial number. If you can reach that financial number to say, that you no longer have to work, it's not only that you reach the number, but how that money is working for you because you have to have that money working to continue to sustain it. So if you have your money in the wrong types of accounts, like, okay, I saved all my retirement in my bank account. Well, the bank is not, you've lost (laughs) money first of all. (laughs) Exactly. But your rate of return is giving you pennies. Doesn't matter if you had 100,000, 200,000, 300 million dollars, which is what retirement kind of looks like now is upwards in the millions. Mm-hmm. Um for someone that may be a millennial in their 30s, um those numbers sound really big, but you don't have to get that number on your own. You can make your money work for you by investing your money into low risk types of accounts that'll give you returns of 7, 10% and upwards so that you know that you can pull out 4% of your money and your money is still there. Mm -hmm. And it's at that rate of return. And if you just can live off of 4%, which is the 4% rule, any of you can look up the 4% rule. This is Financial Advisory 101. Right. If you can get a grasp of that and understand that the money that you've invested into an account that is making you 4% or more, you can pull out the 4% and live off of that in the year, which is you just pulling out your interest Mm -hmm. and you're not actually touching the money that you saved, but you have to earn it. You have to get to that level. So when you can understand that and where you're parking your money is more important 
sometimes than how much of it you saved. Because if you're going to live off of 4% and you're parking it somewhere that's making 7 to 10%, your money is growing at a faster rate. Exactly. You know, so retirement really to me just means becoming financially free. But it doesn't mean actually stopping work or stopping developing or learning or growing, but it's individual. And it really just is to what people feel. All right. So from there, let's see. Uh, I have a few questions. One question is what, because you mentioned um, the dollar amount. So you said a million dollars if you're a millennial at this point. What do you, what, I don't know your clientele. I don't know the demographics of your clientele. What, what most commonly is um, asked or presented to you? Is it a date? Is it, I want to stop working by 50, 60 years old? Is it a, a dollar amount? I feel like once I reach this dollar amount, I don't need to earn any more money. My 4% rule will kick in. Like what, what is the goal? What are people using right now as the goal? Right now, believe it or not, there is no goal. People mm. are coming and they just really don't, there's so much information. They don't understand money. Yeah. They don't understand. And they they have the old notion that it's 65 because that's what the government says. And that's when my social security kicks in. And I'm like, okay, um, that will be great. But social security is a huge problem right now. Mm. Social security administration themselves came out in August and said that they're running out of money. And I know they always say they're right, running out of money. For the last 20 years. Forget they're, they're always saying they're running out of money, right? But let's just take a look around. Look at how much this country is in debt. Look at how the taxes are going up. Look at inflation. If you look at inflation right now, we are at a 13-year high. Right now, inflation is being spoken 5.4% to 5.7% right now. And that's the admitted amount. And exactly. <laughs> that's the admitted published Published number. amount. So imagine what it really is. <laughs> yeah. But back in 2008, 13 years ago, 2008, the Great Recession, the high of inflation was 3.8%. All right. So if you're now listening to this and you're like 3.8%, 5.4%, whatever, girl, right? <laughs> I just want you to take a look around. Look at the gas prices. Look at the housing market. Go to the supermarket. Go to your supermarket and look on the shelves for the things that mm. you take for granted are always there. Mm -hmm. They are empty. There are things going missing. We are not, the country is not okay. There, we're having a lot of problems. The unemployment, the, you know, the, there are jobs that are available. You see all these, you know, help wanted, but they can't be placed mm -hmm. because they, they're not paying the salaries that are helping not people to live. Wages, it's not right. livable wages. Definitely not retirable wages. <laughs> exactly. I can't live. I'm definitely not going to retire off of this wage. Exactly. So it's kind of like, what 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 are we supposed to do? You know, so when people come to me and they're like, you know, I want to think, I want to think about retirement. I want to think about protecting my family. I want to think about insurance. And I ask them, I, I start with what are your goals? Uh -huh. I don't even start with the dollar amount or what age. Right. But there is, I use a mathematical equation that gives me their numbers. I mean, the proof is in the numbers. Right. And I show them. I show them right off the bat. It's called a FIN, a financial independence number. And you can Google that as well. That is, again, <laughs> Financial Advisory 101. But not easy, a not easy equation to really get. But I teach people it. 
because I want you to walk away and be able to do this math on your own. I want you to be able to be empowered by what it is. Like I can do it for you, of course. Right. And I'm going to. I'm going to walk with you, but I want you to understand. Now, how often, you know, we have something in insurance called um, your annual review. How often would you recommend somebody do an annual review? Because I, I just was talking to someone recently um, about myself personally. So not even just financially, but even my personality, I can see how it has shifted. Just like even in the last two years. I like things now I never was into before, just like from the small to the large. But obviously, that's going to affect my retirement. My, you know, my long-term plan is going to be affected by these changes in personality desires and things like that. So yeah. um, you you um, calculate a, a FIN number or I do my own, you do it with me or for me. Um, how often should one go back in and look at this number? Of course, we have the environment that's changing around us, like cost of goods are <laughs> going up. So my FIN number today may not be the same FIN number next year. Exactly. How often do people, should people look at this or review it with you or review it with themselves? Or So what happens is when someone sits with me and we come up with their financial independence number, it doesn't end there. After that, we structure a plan. Mm -hmm. We say, okay, how much can you afford to put away right now? They might be able, they might say, look, I can only put $30, $40 to the side for savings. And it's like, all right, don't worry about it. I show them the difference in the accounts that I can help them set up that will give them the percentages that that money will start making money for them. And what we're going to do is we're going to work together to try to, to try to stack more money. So now we're going to look at your budget. Now we're going to look at where you spend money. And that is a huge deal because a lot of people spend their money. You know, you have your bills and you have all those things. And I have maybe seven out of 10 clients have money that they can't even account for. Mm -hmm. They're like maybe $200, $300 that they're like, I spend that much money on this? Mm, and my like, budget episode. If, exactly. All those little things people yes. don't realize. Your budget episode. <laughs> you guys go back and listen to this budget episode. It's so important because that's where it starts. Once I have somebody just sit with me and I'm literally, let's account for every penny. Start with how much money you make. You have any assets? What does that make you? And now let's go through everything. What do you spend on? What do you spend on? We keep going, we keep going. And I'm like, well, you made $100, but you're only telling me that you have $70 in expenses. I'm using small numbers here, people. People respond better to smaller numbers. Easy so. to understand. Exactly. Everybody has $70 in the month. Exactly. So I'm like, where is this other $30 going? They're like, oh yeah, I forgot. I, I, I bought... You know, I just, I went out to dinner like four times and you're like, okay. And now, now you're in the negative. Ooh, look, she's talking about me. <laughs> this is not supposed to be personal information. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop telling everybody about my business, Avita. <laughs> my bad. Erase it. <laughs> so, you know, then they start to realize like, oh, wait a minute. And I had, I had a client that they spent so much money on their nails oh, boy. that she was like, I cannot believe that that's how much money I spend in a month on my nails. Oh. And I told her, look, if you just shift it by one week, <laughs> literally right. make those nails last one more week. It changes the shift of your month. So now you're not getting your nails done uh, three times a month. You're getting it done twice a month or once a month because you did it in the middle of the month. Take the hit. You know what I mean? Or eliminate it all the way together. It's on you. But 
I definitely like to look at my client's budget, help them fix it, plan it, circle around it, plan for fun. I am a budget sounds scary. People are like, oh, that's going to hurt. And it's like, no, I make sure because I'm all about fun. Uh Okay. I make sure that we're going to set aside something for fun. But what if when I reach the clients that really are in the negative and they're pulling, what do do they say? Like you pull from Paul to pay Sam or Peter Peter to pay Paul. Paul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now we need to talk about making more money. Right. Let's talk about the things you can do to make more money. You know, there's tons of e-commerce things. There are things that are, are automated and functional that'll bring you some extra change. There is getting involved in different industries. That's the leadership aspect of what I do. Now I'm going to lead you and teach you how to make more money so that fine, we're going to save $20, $25 a month. But we're going to get the plan where in six months now you're going to be saving $75 a month. A year from now, you're going to be putting 100, 100 and change. Two years from now, this is a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. My clients and I are in a long, I'm in a <laughs> bunch of long-term relationships with people, you know? So it's like, it's important to me that we really understand each other. They get to know me and get to know them because I'm in this for the long haul. I love that. Uh, I work in industries and long-term relationships as well. But um, I had a discussion with someone. I'm just going to say, there's all these uh, classes you can take. What's it called now? Master classes and all these classes, which there's nothing wrong with the class. But um, even when your husband took one of my Bitcoin classes, I want to make sure people are there from A to Z. I don't want to just teach you and tell you. I want to do a follow up. I want to see that it got set up straight That's or right. correctly check you know they're free to check in with me so um i I just think there's a much bigger um success rate yes when you're in a relationship with whomever whatever type of advisor you're you're speaking with um that they're going to help see you through and then of course i don't i want my people to succeed like i don't want to have billboards with my picture up on it and 90 percent of my people have failed or didn't hit the mark or whatever we were doing You know, I want my team to be the winning team. Exactly. So, yeah, relationship, get into relationship with Avita, definitely. Um, But whoever you're working with right now, stay in contact with them. Exactly. Um, Let them help you reach your goals, whatever they are. Exactly. It's so important. The relationship is, is so much more important because it, you know, it may not be today that I can help you. They may not show today that Uh I can help you, but- Later on down the road, you know, and I keep checking in like, hey, is anything changed? What's going on? How's your family? What's up? How's work? You know, and we just take it from there and we just keep going. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it all turns around. It's really special when you have a relationship because the other day I had a friend, a friend remind me of one of my um, not so great habits. And in this new endeavor, she's like, you know, I'm going to need you to do this. I'm going to need you to write A, B and C down. I'm going to need you to be really clear and concise and, you know, because of the relationship and I've known the person so long and they've seen me go in and out of, you know, different projects or whatever. She was able to very, I didn't fill out a form. We didn't have an official session. She's just like, yeah, I know you. I've known you for 15 years now and I'm going to need you to do this. And I was not mad or upset. It wasn't like I'd called for some type of official session, but she knows me from the relationship and she was able to gently remind gently and firmly remind me um that i need you to do this because yeah. we need to get past this point i need you to get past this point 
And so I need you to do that. So, um, yeah, I'm really big on that relationship part. Yeah. That's how I would want to be. Served. And then you build the trust. Yeah. So the trust is a whole different issue. But yeah. Because this is not a a, a sexy conversation. No. I'm about to dig into your business. You may not want to be honest with me but about what you're But she just told y'all on. my business about the, <laughs> shop, the, the restaurant. <laughs> you know, she didn't want to use my name. Look, but <laughs> look, let me tell you, food is part of my addiction. self-care. <laughs> All right. Good food and eating well is part of self-care. It's very important. Just you don't have to get out the restaurant. Yeah, Yeah, no. (laughs) I grow. That's You know, that's my other side. I grow some so I can eat some out. That's right. I'm going to just rationalize it in my brain. Yes. Look, no judgment over here. No judgment. <laughs> All right. So um, do you want to give some suggestions? I mean, every it's not one size fits all. But what suggestions could you tell people um, either before they come in to see you or what are general things that you say to people when they come in? Um, we hear the 4% rule. What are some other like general things that you can say that? that... Well, one, uh, definitely have an idea of what, your what you want for your future so uh-huh. it always starts with well do you know do you have a desire to be a homeowner uh-huh. do you own a home um do you desire to be a landlord because that's different uh-huh. you know mixed use you know like, that's a whole different plan now um you know do you desire to be an entrepreneur and run a business uh, not everybody is meant to just run run a business i think i think everybody has um, the ability to have a form of passive income and a form of of in- other side jobs and incomes that come in, but building big companies may not be your thing, and uh-huh. you may be a, just an amazing, you know, administrator and, and stuff like that, organizer, manager, you know. So just know that, but definitely know where where your money is and your past of retirement as well. I have literally had people that were like, when I was young and in my twenties or early thirties, I had a job at, you know, it could be a clothing store, like Mm -hmm. a Macy's or whatever, you know? And they're like, they pulled from my check a 401. I don't, haven't worked there in 15 years, you know, now they're in their thirties and forties and they're like, I don't even know where it is. Right. So that's important to kind of think back and and try to keep account of, did you have something? Because that money is still yours. Oh yeah. That money is yours and you need to go get it. And it's going it. to go to what unclaimed property. You let it sit for too long. Exactly. You need to go get your money. And we need to go roll it out. Roll it somewhere else and put it somewhere where it's working for you. Because you have to understand what your money's doing. You have to understand the differences between 401ks, IRAs, annuities, indexing, Okay, use your term because I love that term. What your money has to do? What? Oh yes, you have to put your money to work. So to you need work. to assign every dollar a job. Every dollar. I assign every cent of my money a job. You're paying the cable bill, yes, little dollar, <laughs> little dollar. You're paying off the internet. You're going into this savings bucket. You need to have multiple savings buckets because I like to travel. I like to eat out. 
I like to do excursions with my children where we go somewhere and go zip lining or, or parachuting or something crazy because that's just my personality. <laughs> and I drag the family along. They love it too. So I have to have different savings buckets. So when I have my income, my income comes in, I assign my dollars jobs and I have them in specific accounts. My long-term retirement account is going to look different and be at a different you know, interest rate than my regular savings. Let's not forget this emergency fund, people. Mm. You have to start allocating funds to your emergency fund. Three to six months you need to have saved just in case of an emergency, just in case. And right now we're in, we're about almost coming up to two years of the um, pandemic. Yes. So that's been standard. Three to six months has been the the standard uh, suggestion for decades. Yeah, you might want more. And now, yeah, we just went through two <laughs> years. So, yes. you know, that, again, may be something you want to reassess. Exactly. You may definitely want uh, more than that, but it's a good start. You know, right. knowing oh, yeah. that you have that three to six in a regular savings account that you can just quickly pull out of very quickly. That's the most I advise anybody to keep in a regular bank. Right. After that, you need to have that money in a better type of account. And CDs are okay. All right. But there's even better than that. And I can show you what these accounts are and I can show you their history, their 40 year look backs, even through the pandemic and what those accounts are going to look like for you. Uh And we have to start thinking about protecting our families. This is just not funny. It's not funny that our community is underinsured and insurance does not have to be a burden. There's so many options, but they don't want us to know all the ins and outs and the ways that you can use it. To benefit you not only, you know, as a as beneficiary for your children, you know, but also in your retirement and yeah, the living benefits. Yes. The living benefits, long term care, crisis, chronic illness. I mean, long term care is crazy expensive and it can happen to any of us at any time. That's not a later on down the road. But insurance also will help you with your retirement. People don't even understand that an annuity is a, it's an insurance contract. Right, right. And they're like, it's oh. going to pay out one way or the other. Yes. One way the money is not just lost. Not lost. Nope. And because people don't understand it and you call them and you're like, hey, you know, you want to talk about insurance? And they're like, no. You know, and it's like, no, you really need to talk about it. <laughs> then that's another aspect that I help my clients with. I'm like, I educate them about what the insurance industry really is. Right. Right. And then they can make better decisions. Yeah. So I find it easier to ask my clients if your car broke down, if your house caught on fire, if A, B or C or somebody passed away, what would you do? How would you handle it? What do your finances look like? Um, How have you prepared for this? Because like you said, insurance isn't necessarily a sexy question or a sexy conversation. But when you real life, someone's going to pass away. Yep. Real life, your car is going to need an oil change. Your car is going to need new brakes. It's going to need maybe some major type of service at some point. How are you going to fund these things at that time and beyond? Um, So there are insurance products that can handle many of these issues. But if I just say, what, what, how does your insurance portfolio look? They don't want to talk about that. They may not even know. 
Um, so I pose it as what would you do if this were to happen? And for me, that's an easier way to get into that discussion yeah. for, versus them just saying, I already have it. I already have it at work. Click. And they don't want to have that discussion. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's the same thing. I just, you know, in my experience, I've learned it's easier to open the discussion that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, people come to me for the financial literacy mm -hmm. and they stay for the, they stay, they stay with the education. And then once you know better, you do better. Right. So it's like, while I'm educating you and I'm asking you these questions, it's making you think about your situation. It's making you think like, all right, well, you know, if I'm telling you that I can, you know, that insurance is a good avenue for retirement. Now I'm going to ask you, hey, do you have life insurance? What does it look like? What do you have? When was the last time that you had a wellness check on your insurance uh, policies? Oh, it's been so long. And I'm like, well, you could be with a company that is actually offering an upgrade to your insurance policy and you don't even know it. Mm -hmm. You know, let me be the doctor and just look at what you got and tell you what the market has now because there's so many new amazing setups with insurance right now. And um, let's see if we can even get you in a better place. Because it's just not, it's not about, it's life insurance. Right. It's about your life. This is not about your death. There is death insurance. <laughs> There's burial insurance. That's a different thing. But this is life insurance. It is to benefit your life. And the people around you. Yes. I hope everybody has a loved one they're concerned with. But, you know, we won't go there. But, you know, you, you may want to, you know, think about the people closest to you and how they will be impacted. Yes. So, you know, we've been talking about retirement. I'm just going to put this out here. So my retirement used to look like, yeah, at a certain age, I just don't want to quote unquote work anymore. Meaning I don't want to be tied to going to an office or clients or corporate, punching in corporations, whatever, meetings, Zooms, whichever comes Zooms. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it used to be, I think I want to travel and all this stuff. But now at this age, again, with these changes in life or age or whatever, the world has gotten smaller. Thankfully, I've done a lot of traveling and the world has gotten smaller for me. So now retirement looks like maybe I don't even want to stay in America. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to retire elsewhere and where my life can be, um, I don't want to say beautiful, but you know, I can have this dream vacation that's every day. I can wake up on a beach every day that's warm. Exactly. And drink, you know, mixed drinks every day on the beach. So yeah, you know, like I said, um, Going back and reassessing every whatever, whatever somebody's checkup needs to be. I guess you need to I check say it up. At least a year. Yeah. But I would advise to care about it quarterly. Okay. Literally care about your goals and dreams consistently. Yeah. This is your book of life. And anything could change what you're doing. Yes. I mean, you can have any major life event that now your retirement plan and goal is not what it was just six months ago or three months ago. Exactly. So you have to learn how to pivot. Yeah. Parent gets sick, whatever. There's anything that could happen that could change the plan. You got to pivot. And if you're not good at, at pivoting and changing and mixing it up and having to be flexible on your own, then you got to seek help. But don't just stay stagnant and say like, I just don't know. And I don't understand. There are people out there that will 
walk you through it. We'll talk to you. We'll help you. I know Kai is one of them. I am one of them. Like reach out to us. I don't understand. I don't even know what I'm calling you for. I don't know. All right. Well, you called me. You got me on the line. Well, right. well let's just talk. Let me get to know you. Let's see where you're at in life. What's up? What can I do to help you become a better you? And doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah. So do what you know how to do right now or continue doing what you've been doing or maybe increase what you've been doing until you can reach out to somebody, exactly. until you can find a new plan, a better plan, an updated plan, you know, whatever you need to do, just do something. Exactly. Um, Avita said about those old retirement accounts that are somewhere, they're still growing. They or may not be, growing. Yeah. I was going to say they could be growing faster. But um, they're still somewhere accumulating something, hopefully not in the negative. Um, yes. But yeah, so. Not going to knock the 401k, but I am going to tell you, just leave you with this one thing I want you guys to think about. If your job is not matching your 401k, do not have a 401k. Yeah. There are way better, more secure 401k rides with the market. When the market's doing good, your investment's doing good. When the market's doing bad, your investment's doing bad. There are places to park your money where you do not have to lose mm -hmm. your investment. Unless your job is matching. If they match, then that's free money. You take that free money. Take it, but only to the match. To the match. Then anything after that, you park somewhere else, okay? Not to mention that a 401k is tax deferred. That means you pay taxes later. Mm -hmm. So if I'm telling you that inflation is at this quote unquote 5.4 to 5.7%. Which was, what? I think they said two at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I was like, mm, oh, right? <laughs> what do you think things are going to be like 10, 20 years from now when you go to retire? I mean, may, you may be even closer to retirement than that. You know, what do you think taxes are going to be? You don't know. So how can you plan for that? People get to retirement and they realize they can't retire because of the state of the country at the time. And the people who are still working now because they lost the money in the last crash. And, you know, everybody knows I'm not a fan of putting everything in one basket. Nope. So that's never been me. Um, if you have a traditional job with a company, you know, no knock to you. That That's how you make a living. That's how you support yourself. I'm, I am just not a fan that they are controlling your income. And they're going going to control your future mm -hmm. income, like that. That's your lifetime. So exactly. you came up through the company, and they controlled your income while you were there. And now you let them oversee controlling your income for when you leave. And there's just there's so many risks with that. I I can't sit here and name them all, but just think of it as parenting. Okay, so when you live in your parents' house and you're a minor, you're under their rule and control. They're buying the foods. They're controlling where you live, what schools you go to, what you wear. But then when you become an adult, they're your advisor more. They're not controlling you. You're over 18. You can sign for yourself. You can do whatever you need to do. Good, bad, or indifferent. Yep. Your parent is there as your advisor, but you are in control. Okay, so same thing with 401k with the business. So you were in a relationship for this many years as the employee, the employer, and now you're going to leave and they're still controlling. I don't know. For me, it just doesn't work well. Yeah, or how about the pensions? How about what happened oh, last year when uh, COVID first hit and they were forcing people into early retirement and, and also cutting their pensions? Okay, so 
I, I think I've said this publicly before. You guys know they're after the post office now because of the pension. <laughs> they're not trying to take down the post office for anything other than two reasons. They want to privatize it like they've been privatizing everything else. Yep. Because once they privatize it, uh, the people in those positions make a lot more money. And it looks like they're pushing it towards Amazon and UPS taking over those um Mail contracts, basically. Yeah. So those two corporations, not that Amazon needs another dime ever for the rest of his life. <laughs> but, you know, if Amazon <laughs> takes over some of the mail contracts and UPS, then that makes those companies larger. Yeah. Uh, so that's part number one. And ex-UPS, I think he's, I don't know, I didn't write his name down because this wasn't the topic, but um, ex-UPS president, I guess, CEO or something, is now the guy who's over the post office. So Trump put him in place. So, of course, he doesn't want the post office to perform whether well. It's an oxymoron. Yes. The man who used to run UPS now is running the post office. So where do you think he wants the money to go? And on top of that, um, the post office pension is the only pension that's um, um, protected yep. by the Constitution. Yep. So all other pensions are just, you know, however they're written or whatever. But the post office, since it was a government, it was established as a government agency, their pension is fully funded. Yes. And protected in the Constitution. So if they so the only it, way they can get it is to dissolve exactly. it. That is the only way. So that is why they say they are intentionally sabotaging the post office. Yes. It's not because all of a sudden, after all these years, they don't know how to run the mail. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Nope. They're sabotaging it on purpose. So Exactly. Same thing with Medicare. Why yes. don't we have any, or not Medicare, Um, not Medicare. What's the other one? Retirement money. What's, what's the fun call? We talked about it earlier. Which one? Um, Social Security. Oh, Social, Social Security. Security. <laughs> yeah, so they've been taking money out of Social Security. Oh, yeah. It's not federally protected. And they've been doing that so a long time. They've been doing it forever, right. So Dipping they keep in consistently. borrowing from the Social Security funds for their pet projects and everything else. Oh, they're doing else. the Peter and Paul thing, but exactly. they're never paying anybody and else they, back. And, and they never pay the Social Security fund back. Yep. So that's, so that's why, why they're saying chronically that. underfunded is because they keep stealing and borrowing money and shifting money out of that account and they're not refunding or replacing it. Um, but they don't do the post office. So anyway, that was a long tangent. You know, go U.S. post office. I am a postal fan. That's yes. my family history. Me too. Me too. I yep. have so much, so many right now that work, still work for mm -hmm. the postal service. Exactly. So it's, it's sad. What's happening is sad. So come on, everyone. Wake up. Take control. Yeah. Take control of every penny that comes into your household. You control that thing. You control that thing. You assign it a job. Don't let anybody else control your money, your life, your mind. Like, let's take control of our lives. We have to. And millennials, like I'm on the borderline of millennial. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm an 82 baby, so I don't really know what I am. Okay. You know? <laughs> so it's like, they're like, you're a millennial. You're not a millennial. It just depends on the day of the week. I don't know. But either way, I did grow up in a time before computers and then in computers, mm -hmm. still within my adolescence. So... I guess that essentially is what they why they say like millennials are the way they are right. because of the technology, but um and the instant gratification of things, but uh yeah you, you're not in control, you're just not you're not in control guys we we have to wake up and take control of our lives take back our time, take back like just 
Let's do it. We have to do it. And as many people as I can reach and talk to and inspire to just let's grab the bull by the horns, I will. So how do people reach you? Yes. So of course you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My name is Avita. That is A-V-I-T-A. So you can reach me at Avita W Finance on both Facebook and Instagram. You can always email me at Avita W Finance at gmail.com. Or you can always just book an appointment with me. Literally, like my calendar, you can look at it. it you can see what best time works for you. So you're going to go on to Calendly. Calendly is C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com backslash Avita Williams. And you will see my calendar and you can book time with me. And on that other side of that Zoom is going to be my smiling face, <laughs> ready to ask you or listen to you or to help you figure out whatever it is that you are trying to really grasp when it comes to finance, leadership, lifestyle. Let's work together. Let's become the best versions of ourselves and really write our book of life. We write it. Don't let someone else write your story. Mm. You write it. And did everybody see my journal or people who was on my social media? My journal entry was, um, I have a new journal I just started and it says anything is possible. I think it's what's on that. So I'm going to write it into the journal what I want. That's right. Um, okay. So thank you very, very much. Thank I think you. this was a good discussion. Um, thank you so much. Another sister in finance. Yes. I love people who talk numbers because I'm a numbers person. Um, Avita's kind of exciting though. So I have another, so we had a discussion before we started this recording. So <laughs> Avita will be back with her husband because, um, I'm going to make a new topic just to share this story because I don't want to get caught in the numbers all the time. They have another really beautiful story that I want to share. So you will hear her back again. Super soon. excited. Yeah. Happy holidays to everybody. We should be right here at the holiday season coming up here. Um, you know, I had another off um, mic discussion about the cost of turkeys. I was never a big turkey fan, but if turkey's what you're into, you know, budget. <laughs> Yes. Don't use your retirement fund to buy these turkeys. <laughs> to buy a I, turkey. Oh, my goodness. I've heard. So, um, yeah, but happy holidays to everybody. Let's stay on track. Let's stay focused. Um, no robbing Peter to pay Paul if we can avoid that. Reach out to Avita. Let her help you. Let me help you. Let her help you. If for some reason you're having problems contacting her, please reach out to me. I will get in touch with her on your behalf. Um and that's about it. Any last minute word you want to say? Nope. Just yeah. everybody be blessed and I will see you in the comments. All right. So you guys know the know the drill here. Like, subscribe, share, comment, and review. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I just got an email. There's some new one, but iTunes, Spotify, everywhere that um, you can get podcasts you can find Ready, Set, Free. This has been another episode with your girl, Kai Wilson at Ready, Set, Free Podcast. I appreciate everybody for listening. Thank you very much. We will talk to you later. Bye-bye.